And uh, and so you know we can take a little more time with this stuff, and we can we can actually uh, get get a little more in depth and set things up, uh, like our chat with Wheeler Walker Jr. Uh, this week, for example. This is an artist we have been a fan of for quite a long time, out of Nashville, born in Kentucky. Uh, he is he is trying to save country music uh, all by his lonesome. In fact, though he has he has a lot of help from his friends, including. Um, the person that we're going to be reviewing the album for this week, uh, Shooter Jennings Shooter. Now, if you follow the site, you will know that I just saw Shooter Jennings uh, at uh, City Winery here in Washington, D.C. The show was amazing. He's on tour now. You need to get out and see that. Uh, it's certainly one of the best country shows I've seen. It may be one of the best shows I've seen this year. Uh, no fucking around with that. So, um, so we're going to be doing about, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, going to have Eduardo over here, Michael. Andrew down here in the basement drinking a few beers talking about Shooter Jennings and then we're going to cut out to the worldwide uh, interwebs and I'm going to get up with uh, Mr. Mr. Wheeler Walker Jr. and talk about his show coming up here which is on the 13th which is next Thursday uh, his new album that he has coming out his past work what, what life has been like uh, in Nashville as sort of a, an outlier and, um, and really uh, why people just haven't Accepted this badass motherfucking country star, and um, it's baffling to me. It's baffling to I, all you got to do is hear it once, folks, and, and you understand uh, this man is country. So that is what we're doing. So without further ado, let's head down to the basement and kick things off with uh, Michael, Drew, Eduardo, and myself talking about Shooter Jennings' latest LP, his new masterpiece, uh, simply entitled Shooter. Your prerogative. <laughs> I've been I've been no platformed. I would just like to say this is, uh, that's right. That's right. I would like to. I did not violate the terms of service. I would like to point out. Um, there, there's a lot of things you can do on the podcast. None of them we do. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. Much like the person or people we're talking about this week, uh, Shooter Jennings and later Wheeler, Wheeler Walker Jr. Um, I had the pleasure of seeing uh, Mr. Uh, Waylon Albright Shooter Jennings at DC Winery here, or City Winery here in DC recently. And, it's hard uh, to keep our wineries straight now. Yeah, I know. There's I have a the same problem with distilleries too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, um, I, I mean to tell you, uh, it's one of the best shows I've seen this year. Hmm. And the reason is is because of this guy is apparently. Uh, a, a serious motherfucker. He's not as he's not like Zelig or Forrest Gump, like, but he has been there the whole time. He's been driving this whole fucking culture. Um, big hit back in two thousand five uh, with Fourth of July. But you know, after sort of rebelling or, or just ignoring like his heritage, he put out a, an album um, called uh, "Put the O Back in Country" in two thousand five, and uh, obviously people loved it. A lot of people loved it just because they were like, "You're Waylon Jennings' son." Right. Fair. But uh we're gonna we're gonna get into whether he is or or he is not. Since then, um he has run the gamut, uh Electric Rodeo the Wolf, an album that we're gonna talk briefly about uh in this conversation, Black Ribbons, which is a collaboration with Stephen King, has become my favorite album of twenty eighteen. Um it is it is uh if Pink Floyd had survived and and really, really cuddled up to 
Nine Inch Nails. You, you got an idea of what's going on here with, with Black Ribbons. Then he continued, Family Man, uh, The Other Life, Harfont. Um, he did an album with his dad before he died, Fenixon. Uh, and Don't Wait Up for George's last uh, release is one of his most fascinating uh, in 2016, he did an album called Countach, uh, as in like the Lamborghini, hmm. and um, uh, for Giorgio Moroder, and and oh. and he, he, I've heard him talk about this. He did a really good interview with uh, Mark Marin, and he asked him. He said, "Hey, man, what what is what the hell is that?" He's like, "Man, that's just fucking like luxurious shit." <laughs> and Giorgio Moroder is the shit that I grew up on. Like I, I was a kid of oh, the, really? a kid in yeah, a wow. kid of the 80s and 90s. He was born in 79. So, so he's got this whole history that isn't uh, his dad's music. In fact, he left uh, Nashville when he was 22, and and that's when this whole thing started. So he mm. keeps going in and out of of what he grew up on. What like somebody a little younger than me, but more closer to your age, Eduardo, and and uh, and and then being able to execute on country. His new album, Shooter is being marketed as a true return to country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is produced by his, his old friend Dave Cobb. And um and I I don't think that's up for argument. I think I think that is uh is pretty much Yeah, it is it is a true return. It's a true yeah. return to country. It's what kind of country we're talking about. He he wanted to approximate uh uh fucking Oh no Hank Williams uh Jr. and um I'm going to play a little track now and let you guys decide if he did the job. This is the lead-off track of Shooter Dennis Shooter, Bound to Get Down. Well, I was born in Tennessee, but I couldn't hold me. I told my mama and my daddy that I got to be free. I moved to California with the sunshine all day long. If it feels so good, girl, you know it ain't wrong. I started playing in the clubs, playing keys. I started chasing every woman, laid a smile on me. Get down off Shooter Jenny Shooter. Uh, I have not heard that much Redneck Fury since I listened to uh, Hank Williams Jr.'s Hank Williams Jr.'s uh, greatest 35 hits. It's a weird number, but it's out there on Spotify, kids. Uh, earlier today, that is uh, tapping back into this classic time when Budweiser was king, and and uh, NASCAR is just sort of implied. Uh, and, and but it is about being a fucking redneck. Um, which is weirdly not his father's music, but it is part of like I think what he evolved into is like the trash rock, and I use that as a, in a very good like term uh, of L.A. rock. So, Eduardo, you look like you you got some feelings here. Yeah, I, I, uh, my first question uh, was something I just uh, thought to ask: is uh, is the phrase "down like a basset hound" like an idiom that I just haven't come across? Is it, it is. a thing people say? Because <laughs> because this album had me at that line. Like, I, I uh, think that's like a Buddy Hollyism, like a, a you know a big bopper, uh, fucking Jerry Lee. It just it yeah. worked. Right, like it's good songwriting. It's well, better it's, than jeans painted on tight. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What do you say? No, saying? it's it's uh <laughs> it's evocative of of like classic rock, but it's also got like a sort of weird hip hop quality to it or something. Yeah. Uh yeah. that um that is just really appealing. So um I think I think just as an opener, I mean I mean, Drew, you were saying off mic that like you hear those horns come in and you just immediately think of like the blues brothers and it just it just takes you so many so many places, I guess. So so uh Kevin, when you saw him, was he by himself or was he with a full band? Full band. So I, and one of the best bands I've ever seen. Really, so I saw him back in December 2017, and he was just doing an alternating show where he and another singer-songwriter, Jason uh, Boland, were sort of yeah. alternating, and they were doing some songs together, but there was no band, there was no horn section, mm-hmm. there was no other accompaniment. So he did this song, and uh, obviously did not have the same uh, the same vibe to it with the horn section and the full band, but but he was really accentuating the outlaw renegade stuff at that show that I saw. And this is just good time, 
Southern rock and roll that, stuff. Yeah, it's because I'm yeah. Southern rock and roll. So, I, I, I get that, you know, what I'm hearing here has a lot more to do with like Hank Jr. than Hank Sr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not but when I, he, when I listen to the lyrics and he brings up Hank, he mentions Hank. Yeah. I'm assuming he's mentioning Sr. I mean, his dad, no, he no, was he's, talking it's, about, it's junior. you know. It's Jr. Are you sure Hank I, I, done it I'm this way? This album, this okay. album is dedicated to to Junior, and Hank done it this way is a Hank Junior line. Yes, it's like Hank ain't do it this old way, uh, and which I guess is a crit- critique of kind of pop country or well, the, whatever's yeah. going on. And so this is a fascinating part of his catalog, and not necessarily this album, but when you see him live and he covers the gamut of all his albums, you know, he jumps from uh, songs like that to songs off Black Ribbons. Uh, like there's a song, all this could have been yours, which is the best Floyd song that didn't end up on Division Bell, um, and <laughs> and it, it's just the weirdest. <laughs> I, I need to listen to that. I can't album. tell if that's a good. <laughs> it's a great thing. It's a great thing. Um, and and it's it it's because it is it is it shows how in, in a way that most bands can are not capable of. He gets like the the source material. He got what Floyd is. He gets what music is. And I think that's the legacy that he gets from his dad. Not that he has to play country music, but he gets what his dad was ultimately a, a f- fucking fantastic songwriter. I would argue that maybe like a gene, like maybe Nashville's like what we don't know about the Nashville industry is they've got all these writers in here, but when they go in an hour of the day, they're locked into pods and they're fucking like pulling stem cells and shit to figure out <laughs> what's going on. But Shooter's the guy who has it. He can jump. From all these different genres, uh, just one after the other, and do it, and still be entertaining. He still knows how to put on a show, and that that to me is what it ultimately like makes this album uh, one of the more enjoyable listens like of the year. It's just it's fun, and it's not drunk fun like Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> Hank Williams Jr. was like, it's great, but really you have to be watching NASCAR. I right. say that as somebody who grew up in the South, like, yeah, I, I, you know, this, this album strikes a really nice balance between the kind of, like, it does that thing where like, like one of the things that people don't talk a lot about with country is like how it's one of the few musical genres where people still aim to be funny and to mm. like try yeah. to like write lyrics that'll That's make true. you laugh out loud. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. hip hop can do that too. Well, but like, I think we all saw Sonny Sweeney and she's funny. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just they're <laughs> just songs. She also loves guns, are, so yeah. yeah. Well, I think shooter she, might she, like guns. She too. may, she may not. We're we're <laughs> we're, we're, we're yeah, we'll we find out. Know. We'll find out. But um, but but this album definitely has those those uh, those songs that you can tell are you know would just make you laugh out loud uh, if you heard them live, particularly the, you know for the first time or something. But it also has these really earnest weepers, and you know immediately pretty much like what you're in for from the way a song starts. Yeah. Right. So like living in a minor key or shades and hues are are just very like as kind of meat and potatoes of a great country ballad as you can get. And I think you would expect those on uh like Jacksonville City Night by Ryan Adams. Sure. Like sure. Be like like people trying to approximate yeah. Ryan Adams. You wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily expect that uh level of sophistication on a modern country record. Uh, maybe Stapleton. Maybe Stapleton now, but yeah. like yeah, but like but... outside of, of that core group of uh, they've been labeled the outlaws or the saving country music crowd. Like it's not what is going on now but it is what mm-hmm. was going on back then like you uh artists wrote they, they they just they had their thesis and they wrote to it right right and it was good i one of the songs on the humorous side i think it's one of my favorite songs on the album uh is exactly what you're talking about um even to the point uh it's in acronyms which is uh this is a d-r-u-n-k no lip, I ain't taking out the trash. D R U N K. Ain't putting on shoes, I ain't putting on pants, ain't going anywhere, anyway. I lost you, whoop de doo, yippee ki yay. Hell, I'm glad you're gone, you could kiss my ass. D R U N K. Getting H I G H I. Celebrate, there ain't shit to do today. So get D R U N K. 
So, you know, for all like the like kind of serious modern country weepers this guy's throwing down, like he he's he's got a handful of these just like crowd participation bangers that like really make like I'm kind of surprised he's not headlining like a summer tour of of, you know, amphitheaters and have like 10,000 mm -hmm. people singing along to that song. And maybe he will. I mean, maybe this is like the album that's going to do it. When I listen to this album and I don't know his catalog, I kind of made the assumption that this is just the next album in a long line of albums that kind of sound like this with songs like this. And maybe that's not the case. No, no, no. I mean, it, I think, I think this is, this is the issue or it's not an issue. It's fucking fantastic in my mind is that his albums don't all sound like this. He takes chances and this is just, he decided to, to throw down the gauntlet and be like, Hey, you want somebody who can write a fucking country song? Here's a fucking country song. You drop that in any era of country, and that is a hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that should be being played in front of like tens of thousands <laughs> of people. But because he's not willing to play the game, he he was asked like uh, back in the day to join uh, Velvet Revolver twice, mm -hmm. twice, and he turned him down. Smart move. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, but but you know, they is because people understood that he was this talent who understands like the whole breadth of it. He understands idioms and isn't tied to any. So here's my question. So I heard that and I'm like, that's early Steve Earl. That's yeah. guitar town. era Steve Earl. And I love that stuff very much, but, but so he's not been, he's not been true to one path in music. Nope. Which probably makes him a little harder to understand and a little harder to market at the show that I saw at the Fillmore and silver spring in December. It was extremely minimally attended, and it was probably a, a bad night and a bad venue for this kind of music. But it's like there's there's audiences for this stuff. But he's been sort of zigzagging across the music landscape for a while now, and this seems like the sort of thing that's really pegged toward a bigger audience than some of the really more aggressively. Uh, City Winery was City Winery wasn't intended. I mean, it I, wasn't. I, I, yeah, and I, and I, you know, the the course of, I wrote about that show and and. I don't think I really got across like my takeaway was that um, he's very willing to poke fun at the country music industry mm -hmm. for what it's become um, and is not satisfied to just he, he's certainly not going to play to it. But a song like this is just like none of your artists wrote this song. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> but really, like, the CMAs were announced, like, this is not on the CMA nominations, and it is better than any song that was nominated. So, so it's like, this is what I can do when I put half my mind to it. Exa uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is what I can do when I put half my mind to it. And and that, to me, is, like, I think the important, and why, like, I'm utterly fascinated with his entire career right now, is that this guy has been out there, and like you said, people, because he shifts, because he does what, honestly... Us in this room, this is what we want from an artist, right? Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. want somebody who evolves, takes chances. We want somebody who follows their muse, who just writes good songs and entertains. If you go through his entire catalog, you won't find a bad fucking album. And you find some fucking exceptional albums. And and that this is country is just sort of a, like, that's cool. <laughs> it just happens to be country, and so does is there anything on this record that's got the sort of um aggressively outlaw kind of mentality that he was really pushing for some of his other stuff where he was taking his father's um legacy and he was actually kind of amping it up a little bit in terms of the so. aggressiveness cuz I heard him do some of those songs in a uh, concert and he was like yeah I'm Waylon Jennings' son I know the outlaw stuff I can actually exceed it if I want to and then this is much more I would say uh, it's more accessible. It's less, you know, purportedly uh, antagonistic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was some stuff on his earlier records that was really kind of antagonistic. Yeah. I don't know, like, it was how much of it was just uh, character that he was putting. There's on. a whole album, like, and when he's talking about like songs like Outlaw You, exactly, and so and where where he's just basically it's a giant fuck you to Nashville, yeah. Um, which is like, I mean, look, that's a thing that's going on because you have great songwriters that people who aren't musicians at all are trying to keep in in check and like not let them through the gates and not not let the people hear it because they think that's not what the people want i agree that this is exactly what the people want but he's but he's also doing that 
in a way that won't get him like what I like to call the slate treatment or something that like a Jamie Johnson gets. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. he's not there. You know, there aren't people out there writing pieces saying Shooter Jennings is the you know most interesting, fascinating country esque chameleon that you don't listen to. Well, who who's the writer to your mind that could could write that piece and be like, this guy loves country and nine inch nails. <laughs> I could I could see I mean it, so it would have to be like a like in the New Yorker music issue or something like yeah. that where someone decides to write you know twelve thousand words uh, <laughs> about Shooter Jennings yeah but but I I don't I don't really see it happening and like I don't see NPR doing it I don't see um and and I, and I think if anyone did it it would be not so much out of interest in him it would be just to sort of prove their contrarian bona fides yeah yeah now that, now that country is in like you just have to find something that's a little bit further out there and 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 so he would serve that purpose for some of those for like your voxes or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah. so he hasn't gotten picked up in all songs and he hasn't gotten written up in sort of the the rock outlets that will cover a country musician once every two months sort of venue. right right but but consistently he like sells albums like a motherfucker he has a show on series xm right like he i mean he's a force of culture i mean that that's what's unique about him and like the idea so look shooter jennings for all intents and purposes as far as like us sitting here the view from here he has made it sure, oh yeah, yeah. Sure, surely they're they're it's not like some spoon in your mouth like just hassle-free life <laughs> but but the guy is able the guy codes games in his spare time. There was a the um Black Ribbons what? was released inside of a game. What? Yeah. Yeah. And and he does it. Our friend uh, Ben Opapari at uh at Sunrise and Process has a uh interview with him coming out, which by the way, shooter PR shouldn't tell me he's not doing press and then give him my best you know <laughs> <laughs> the guy the guy designed his site, uh but neither here nor there. <laughs> but um but yeah, uh he he is a uh, a rounded individual, it, yeah. it would seem, yeah. and produces the art that you would expect a rounded individual. You know, granted, he did have the luxury of his last name, and and look, that's important, and that that is yep. you know, so he had a leg up, but unlike a lot of people, he used it, and it, and he's continued to use it and continued to like forge a path through making this like weird fucking art. Uh, sometimes it's country, sometimes it's new metal, sometimes it's like whatever it is. I I want to play one more song before we get out of here because um, I mentioned the Floyd aspects of this, and this is what actually excites me most about um, his type of country and other people's type of country or anybody who can pull off Floyd. Hmm. Um, the whole song isn't like this, but the beginning of it is like this, and it wasn't like this live, but, but goddamn, Fast Horses and Good Hideouts. Could be on like the fucking obscure by cloud soundtrack. When I was a teen, I would always dream of the Hollywood Vampire Club. Racing a car off a mall, hauling drive, living too fast for fear and too fast for love. But now that my heart is out on the run and the stakes are way up high, what I wouldn't give for those simple times when my mind was idle all the time. And these two looks, fast horses and Hi right, guys, let's fire up the fit, head to the planetarium. The laser show is starting at <laughs> fucking 10 p.m. And that, that is fucking, that, that, A, besides, it's hilariously, like, traditionally psychedelic of what we know as pop psychedelia. And, and a country song, like, couched in it. Like, I don't even Yeah, yeah. It, I'm it, confused. So, <laughs> so th this is really the only album of, 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 shooter jennings that i've heard yeah. but but you've been talking about you know velvet revolver and yeah. which which in Floyd. fairness we were all asked to join at once and, <laughs> right no. yeah oh, oh, that, oh. nine, inch, nine inch nails See, I, didn't, I didn't check the velvet revolver wikipedia oh, okay <laughs> and uh apparently is, oh, they, right. is they this, invited you they invited by dms yeah. Yeah. i mean is is this the is this did he did he just kind of surrender to like 
his family's calling with this? Is he like, like, no, I think my, my, my take on it. And I don't know because, uh, I haven't talked to him. <laughs> um, where's, that, where's, that, where's that cough button? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's where you need cough button. God damn it. The cough well. button actually amplifies yes. the cough. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, I, I, I think it was that he, he's look. Rebellion can take many forms, but if you're just good at shit and you come from a family that's good at shit, like why not do the good shit? And I think that's the lesson of Shooter Jennings and his albums going forward. And if you choose to like venture backward through his albums, it's just about hey, I want to do what's good. I don't give a fuck about what it means in the current zeitgeist or whether it's popular or not, because he's a fucking artist, Mm -hmm. like his dad, um, like his mom. I mean, and that in 2018 is really the hook for me about all of this. Uh, is this my favorite country album of 2018? Fuck no. <laughs> like, because I don't even know if it's a country album. I think, I think it's just, it's a Shooter Jennings album. Well, 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 there's a, there's a frankness there about like, you know, country places such a high premium on authenticity and, yeah. and the, and the, and the current conception is so manufactured and so predictable, <laughs> right? Yes. You basically have these two paths. So one is the kind of the, the Isbol path, mm-hmm. right? And the other path is the, is the, the sort of, yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, the other path is far less. And they, it, and they shun really authentic motherfuckers, which is, we're going to, you guys aren't going to talk to him, but I'm going to talk to him soon. Uh, like Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They right. shun him. They're like, right. Who is authentic as fuck. Right, but 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 as the saving country music guys love to point out, for example, like for for all of the accolades that that Chris Stapleton gets, and he should get many because he's a fantastic songwriter. We should not forget that much like McCain, you know, putting Sarah Palin on the national stage, like Chris Stapleton spent a fuck ton of time writing shitty bro country for the likes of Luke Bryan and people like that. Yeah, right. And so so that's so, but Stapleton is perceived as authentic, even though he's really just been working you know working in music right. and 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 producing songs and and it's worth saying that like shooter opened the door the door uh by all accounts uh for all of these guys for this you know he has worked with dave cobb since basically forever like i think yeah. going back to the early 2000s and so when people like sturge would come up shooter would see him and be like hey man that guy's good uh, Stapleton, and they're like, I mean, everybody knew Stapleton, but it's like, yeah, that guy, you got to do that. Uh, Wheeler, you got to do that. You, I mean, he he is he is, um, a shining example of how to use your legacy for good. Hmm. Like he's a fucking, he's a fucking good country point. superhero, dude. Yeah, good point. Yeah, and, and 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 he's stayed in the background. I don't think he's going to be in the background for long because I think people are craving this type of work. I think people are ready to break out of their red solo cup prison. I think they, they I think they want to get get down <laughs> like a basset Like yeah. I, I, I think they they just want a good song. They don't care about the optics. They they're like, if you're good, then we're gonna come see you. And and I think also the markets, the the venues are opening back up. This not just in Nashville, but like DC Nine started doing country. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, it's really starting to come around to where um, you you'll see venues that are just doing hip hop. They're doing country rock. Um, a couple of years ago, people were saying rock is dead. And I was like, nah, you're wrong. I was like, now nah, I don't know. Well, the moment anybody, any genres declared dead is usually the moment it's about to potentially start to like, kind of do something new. You think? Yeah. How'd that I'm- work out for indie rock? Well, I mean, you know, it, just give it time. I was going to say that the, the, the I've given it twenty five years, dude. I can't the cor- it anymore time. So it the needs corollary- horns. Oh, because I'll say, like, you know, <laughs> I, I, wholeheart- I wholeheartedly endorse country music with horns. You know, yeah. the Sturgill thing with the horns yeah. is pretty dope. the 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 opening track on this on this Shooter album, yeah. with the horns, is beyond dope. <laughs> and so more horns in country music, please. I, Lyle, you know. Lyle Levitt's been there for a while, man. Yeah, yeah. he has. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and I guess the point that of, Western swing. of talking about this album and and is to look for Lyle Lovett. All this shit is out there, people. Like, get out of your fucking bubble and like find it. Yeah. Like, if you if you hear, I would imagine Drunk is on the radio. It's gotta be. Somewhere. It's gotta yeah. be. Yeah, it's it somewhere. Be. It has I mean, to be. It has to be. So It'll... if you hear D R U N K and you're like, who's this guy? That name sounds familiar. 
open up your browser, open like eight tabs past the 20 you already got open, and fucking research it. I know 25, 30 people off the top of my head right now at work or family members that like, I'm going to go play them D-R-U-N-K and like, they're gonna be like, oh my God. Yeah. It'll, this it'll... is my f- new favorite song. And they might not even dive deeper than that, but they don't need to. It'll, need it'll, to. it'll, it'll find its way they into won't. a lot of playlists. The moment they, <laughs> the moment they sense any kind of Pink Floyd, they are going to, they're out. Yeah, they're like, they won't. Do you love Texas? Hell yeah. So do I. Shooter Jennings Shooter is available everywhere you can buy records. I picked mine up on vinyl. Uh, it sounds fantastic. In fact, I've been rocking it. I'm um, taping this Labor Day, in fact, and so I've been rocking it all Labor Day weekend while grilling out, barbecuing, and, um, you know, it, it for all the country music that we enjoy here that we talk about and uh, and that we that I personally consume, um, you know, it, it's it's refreshing to see somebody in 2018 just uh just doing it right man uh so if that's your thing go out and get it like i said see him on tour uh and also pick up black ribbons because fuck that album um if if, if this is your intro to shooter jennings and you want to find out more about the guy listen to this then listen to black ribbons and i think you're going to get the uh the the both sides of this man who's a complex and, and remarkable artist and uh and i gotta say like this just this whole like Diving into this album and that show turned me into a fanboy. Never saw that coming, but here we are. Um, speaking of fanboys, been a fan of Wheeler Walker Jr. for quite a while. In fact, if you remember back in 2016, his song Fuck You Bitch was our song of the year. It summed up perfectly how we felt about, uh, well, everything uh, related to the election and whatnot. Um, it, was a, it was a dark, dark time, and uh, Wheeler was a little light, light shining off in the distance. Uh, this is a guy, he's got a long history in country music, uh, got a lot of friends in country music, and just recently, a couple years ago, decided he was going to make his own goddamn country music. Uh, it is, uh, it, you know, it's it's mature music, I'll put it that way, but it's it's really just speaking the truth. It's saying what we all wish we had the balls to say, uh, and really taking a hard look at what being a redneck is, what being a uh, just a uh, person, the demographic <laughs> of country artists um, that they appeal to and, and really just being honest with it. Uh, I know um, some people have looked at his work and thought, well, man, that's a little off color. And I would say to you, uh, maybe pull the stick out of your ass because it's, it's great, great fucking gun. So I got the chance to speak with Wheeler uh, via the magic of the interwebs before his show here in Washington, DC on September 13th. And, uh, and that's what we're going to do. And this was uh, this is one of my favorite interviews I've done. It was just it's it's always great to talk to people who have a sincere love of uh, the the music that I grew up on, uh, really, and uh, and are out there just fighting the good fight. So here you go. This is uh, me and Wheeler Walker Jr. Uh, talking about country music. Well, sitting in this house gets lonely too. Been working all night on this apology. We'll hold your horses, cause I got one for you. As long as you're coming clean, I guess I'll come clean too. While you're fucking around on me, I've been fucking around on you. She's like, man, this guy's fucking going for it. But- oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, still, he's still out there. He's still doing it. Still sounds good, but. Um, Oh, I haven't seen I haven't seen him play in a long time, but you know it's just th- that real country mm-hmm. uh, is is just it's just kind of going away. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try to bring it back, and I'm gonna do it. But if I do it, I'm gonna do it my fucking way. And the the main thing is I I just put out my albums on, independently because I mm-hmm. refuse to sign with a record label. And every time with the new album comes out, especially after the success of the first one, I get all these offers with for major labels. And I try to talk, I, I go, give me one reason to take the fucking meeting, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you going to give me? Yeah. I mean, not only, they, I mean, got, you, they got nothing. You, 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 gonna, you've got, you you've gonna, got your you team. you going to give me on the radio? Yeah. Right. So you've got, I mean, you're playing with Dave Cobb, 
Uh, you playing is Sturgill on your records, or is he just hanging out? No, he's just hanging out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, but you've got your team, you've got your songs, and like starting with like "fuck you, bitch." You know, I, I think what struck me most about that song, and and that album actually, is how much it is. It is classic country, but it's also saying a lot of of the stuff that people who are trying to connect themselves to classic country are saying. Yeah, I mean, all it's all I but, did really. I mean, but who hasn't thought that? Yeah, like, well, that's you, that, that's what I was I was about to say was, listen, it, I mean, people call it misogynistic, whatever they can call it whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you know, it's not a it ain't you know, you know, fuck bitches. You know, it's no. just the girl who dumped me when the second it's the, the moment she dumped me. Um, in my head, I was thinking, "Fuck you, bitch." Now the yeah. woman was what, I, and I have to explain this to women interviewers because they freak out. I go, "The woman is not a bitch." That's just how I felt at the time. I get it. She dumped me, and for a good fucking reason, you know. Yeah, like she, I deserve to be dumped. But right, right, in that, right, right. In that exact moment, what I was thinking was, "Fuck you, bitch." And yeah. I was like, "What if I just put it on the album?" How I felt at that moment, which is how every and, and women sing it as much as men at the shows, you know. Right, right. In it's, their it, in their in their head, they're thinking they're singing "fuck you, dick." You know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a universal human emotion that anybody who's been through a breakup like is that's just the first thing that runs through your head, man. Yeah, and then I, like, I then I got another one on the first record, which uh, people always bring up, a song called "Can't Fuck You Off My Mind." You know. Yeah. So you're trying to get over a girl thing. by fucking other girls, but yep. but like, but you know, again, you've heard that song a million times. You know, can't drink you off my mind. Can't you know. Mm-hmm. Can't sleep you off. Whatever the whatever it is, you know, you've heard George Jones, whoever, do it a million times, but mine was just a little but now, just but my version of it, which is now, not not that original. You no, know, now but, now but what I think people are doing with that is is they're like sort of putting too high a a price or value on metaphor and innuendo. And you have people writing this stuff that for all the good writers in Nashville, they're just writing shitty metaphors. <laughs> And, exactly exactly. And, and, I mean I mean the, the songs they write are dirtier, they're just trying to they're just trying yeah. to hide it. I mean, it's just, it's, body, just, it's, just every, a, it's just it's just a fucking trick, you know. Yeah, every every song is about like I'm staring at this girl's ass in Daisy Dukes, but I don't want to say it. It's like also that. way more misogynistic than my shit. I, I agree. Women I agree. are just women are just you know, are women are just objects to to wear short jean shorts and sit on your car. Yeah, which is not what I've never saying anything close to that shit. But there, that shit's offensive. Well, yeah, what it I is. do is I, what I do is just you know. I'm just thinking about real life, you know, what well, I think. I, I think it's important to frame your stuff as uh as like you said, real life. It's also um uh sort of sort of sex positive, you know, it it is you, you are not sort of you're not limiting yourself at all. And you're just saying, "Hey man, this is this is what it is to be human." And sometimes I might be fucking a lot of women because that's on the road what I'm doing. Sometimes it's a dude. So it you know, your your stories that you're telling in these songs, I think reflect where we are as a people in 2018 and you're oh not, yeah i mean and you're not putting a judgment on it when i said when because i got the new album coming out too and people are already starting to ask me you know it's just like i, I like it's almost like i, I gotta stop doing press it's the same fucking three questions like <laughs> why, why are you so dirty i'm like what the fuck are you asking me this for i just saw i mean i saw the president of the united states yeah talking about grabbing a woman by the pussy on the fucking morning news yeah, they didn't believe that shit, and so why am I fucking dirty? What the fuck is this shit? Go listen to the top song. Go listen to the what Ken. I mean, I love Kendrick Lamar. He's really good, but yeah. what he win like a fucking Pulitzer or a Nobel Prize or something? Uh, Pulitzer. Yeah, whatever it is for you know, bitch, be humble, right? Right, right. For 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 damn for yeah, and yeah. and damn had that song, and yeah, I mean you know, and that is and it's fuck thing. shit and word all that stuff, and it's like you know, um. And I'm not. I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying that's the culture sure. we're living in. I just think country is has always been behind the times. I did not realize. And listen, I'd be smart. I wish I could tell you it was all a, it was all a fucking you know trick to try to sell records. But yeah. I honestly, I honestly didn't think it would be shocking at all. When when did you first uh, pick up a guitar? Picked up a guitar probably eleven or twelve. Eleven or twelve. Yeah, when I grew up in Kentucky, where kind of everyone yeah. had a guitar around. Right. And, I feel like the Kentucky scene too, by the way, is um is really picking up as of as of recently. It's been just been yeah. really there's been some great Kentucky was obviously, you know, one of the birthplaces of country, certainly bluegrass, and there's so Absolutely. much great stuff from there. And it was kinda dead unfortunately it was dead when I was kind of a teenager when I could have used it, but it's coming it's really coming back in a in a 
in a big way with uh, Sturgill and Stapleton and um, Tyler, Tyler Childers. Childers. Yeah, Dude, that new album is so fucking great. Yeah, I mean, he's you know that stuff is coming back. It's always been around, sort of like in the jam band scene, and people have been sort of like, yeah, I'm gonna go explore that bluegrass and stuff, but. But now it's coming back as yeah. It used to people acceptable. just go there on like excursions to look at that shit, and now yeah. but now it's really there. And I think yeah. And that's why I give Tyler so much credit. And I was telling him this the other day, which is he didn't he did something different than what I did. I moved to Nashville and tried to make it you know mm-hmm. legit. But he stayed real local, built up a local following, yeah, and 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 just spread it outward, which is how they used to do it in the old days. His his first album, I had somebody down here in the basement, and uh, and they're they're an up and coming artist now, but. Uh, up in um in, in like sort of a little north of DC, and I had just got it right before it came out. And I was listening to it. I'm like, "Fuck, this is great, dude!" And I mentioned it to um, Melissa, who is the singer in this band. She's like, "Oh yeah, man, we've been playing with that guy for years." Oh yeah, that's the thing. And he's still young, but he's been playing yeah. for years and years. And he, I mean, my brother, you know, who still lives in Kentucky. He used to see him, his friends, he would have barbecues and Tyler would come play in the backyard for his buddy's yeah. barbecue. You know, yeah. he just, you know, where's a gig? Where's the next gig? Where's the, I was going to say paycheck. He probably didn't give a shit about the money, but you know, he's just coming over. You guys want to listen to some country while you eat some barbecue sandwiches? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got a, in, in Nashville, you've got a really cool thing coming up with stuff like that. You've got people like uh, Joshua Headley. Uh, Aaron Ray was just over here. She's great. Um, and I know Robert Ellis is around there sometime, and he's he's like sort of some sort of wizard. But, um, you know, it it's it, it is this. I, I hesitate to call it outlaw or saving country music, but I think it is just this more. We're just gonna do the shit, and and maybe maybe it's gonna sell. Obviously, they're making moves to get out on the road. Sturgill made a weird fucking album, but he also knew that he he needed to like sort of support his family, right? And, yeah, and, well, I think I think with him, I mean, I, I can't speak for him, but I think he just, I think at that, I think when everyone had told him when Meta Modern came out, I think it was yeah. just so much. Again, it just I'm not speaking for him, just my guess. Everyone, man, you're saving country, you're saving country. I think he just got, they they just made him so fucking sick of country that maybe he's wanted to rock out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, and and show that he could do that. And I think and I think somebody yeah, like it's it. just it's just like you know, and he saw the how much what bullshit the you know country music association all that shit is. He wanted no part of that. No, nah, no. Nah. Nor do um, I. Although yeah. I was nominated if you saw my Instagram for best unreleased album for my new record, <laughs> a, a brand new category. That's amazing. The um, I want, I want to get back to your music. So you were talking about fuck you, bitch, and that that was what I consider a stone cold country classic. Uh, and, and I'm, thank you, man. I'm being very earnest about that. Another one. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 those those ones are hard to. It, it takes years and years to write a song like that. Because, right. Because it it took me this, and you've heard this story a million times. It took me the 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 um the length of the song is the amount of time it took me to write that thing. Yeah. It took me three minutes to write. I was I was had my recorder on. I was recording some stuff, and I was messing around with some other chords, and I started singing, "Fuck you, bitch." And I just started singing the verses, and it was done. Yeah. And I played it to my brother. I was like, hey, I, just, I was playing some songs. He goes, oh, that song's awesome. You should definitely put that on the album. I was like, really? Because I didn't thought twice twice about it because I hadn't really thought about it since I recorded it. I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Um, you get to stuff uh, off Old Wheeler. Um, there's a, there's a song fucking around, which, um, I mean, come on, dude. Another Stone Cold classic. That yeah, is... I mean, well, why is why, why can't I go on the fucking CMAs and you know, do that with that? Yeah, let them, let them bleep it if they want. That's fine. Because every everybody, if you play that, like you said, you show up at a house and play that for somebody, all those motherfuckers are gonna be like, "This song kicks ass." Well, I appreciate um, it, man. That's cool of you. I mean, I mean, again, that's another perfect example of just all I'm doing is the, you know, the Conway Loretta songs. They that's what they were singing about. Absolutely. You know, say, it's like cheating on you. Or Porter and Dolly. Yeah, exactly. Porter and Dolly. Oh, they're all singing about the same thing, you know. Yep. And I was just like, "What's fucking? That's enough. With, it's fucking 2018. We've got enough." With the fucking metaphors, you know. Yeah, I think. Let's just that, say what what we're talking about. You do that very around. well on summers in Kentucky, um, and and this song, the small town Saturday night. Growing up in a small town in in the South, uh, I hold this up with uh, Casey Musgraves' "Merry Go Round" as one of the best country songs of the past decade. Because oh, thank you, man. Yeah, because I don't get, sometimes, I don't get many sometimes the truth hurts. I don't. Right? I don't get. I don't. I don't get many people complimenting that one, but I appreciate you dig it. Yeah, I love the sound of that one. It's just like a, 
that I mean, I listen to it because we don't play it much because it's yeah. kind of hard to play. I don't listen to it much, so I don't listen to my own shit. But that's one where yeah. I, when I do hear it, I go, "Oh yeah, that's what being a teenager in Kentucky is all about." Yeah, fucking yeah. Like all I think about when I listen to that song is how I used to not have a cell phone. We drive yeah. to a party, we miss the party, <laughs> then we drive yeah. to the next party, miss that one. You yeah. had no idea what the fuck was going on. It's just like, give me something to do, you know? Yeah, something to, I mean, something to smoke or something to fuck or something. Well, and it's funny because sometimes like the stereotypes are true of people in the South, right? And, and yeah, I, I mean, I all, all those stereotypes come from somewhere. Yeah, I think. I mean, I yeah, think... I mean, again, you know, I'm from Kentucky. You know, we don't. It's not New York City. We weren't going clubbing. We were looking no. for. We were looking for some, you know, paint to huff or something to fucking or music to <laughs> music to watch or something to do. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it just paints a, a a sort of a great picture of the South that I remember growing up. Um, and I, I was in Virginia, but like it, it just it, it. We'll count that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was uh, I don't know, it was Lynchburg, so it's Jerry Falwell land. So maybe I don't know. There's some cancel out there, but. Oh yeah, um, well, I mean, yeah, that's that's when you're talking about Jerry Falwell, you ain't fucking around. You know? No, you're not. <laughs> that's the real shit. Um, and, and, uh, and like to see that in, in, and to hear so much music, um, that is trying to approximate that and then to see you talk about that and then have it be, you know, have like the end of that song is just two friends like jerking each other off and giving each other a high five. I don't know that that's my experience, but I know well, that. Well, to be honest, it wasn't mine, but it just seemed, seemed yeah. like a cool way to yeah, just storytelling. It just seemed like a cool way to yeah. end it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, yeah. uh, I try I always remind people. You know, Johnny Cash didn't didn't shoot a man in Reno. You know, <laughs> that's that's an amazing point. I um, you know, we were talking a little bit uh, before this about uh, Shooter Jennings. He's another guy that I think is like you, that is doing um, just sort of putting that truth out there. Oh um, yeah, man, he's the best. I mean, what's what's interesting about Shooter? First of all, his new album's great. I don't know if you yeah, it it's amazing. Um, he actually sent me a song. Um, for my, I got a new record coming out November 30th for everyone mm-hmm. listening. Um, he sent me a song for the new record. I ended up not recording it, but it was cool of him to think of me, you know, to have someone, a songwriter that good who kind of, um, who, who, um, you know, just had me in his mind when he was writing a song, like, Hey Wheeler, you know, I'm not going to record this, but if you want it, it's just cool. Yeah. It was a real, I, I, it was, I was really honored by that. It was really cool. Of him. And I don't think seen... people, I don't think people know. I mean, People obviously, when you think of Shooter, you think of his dad. And yeah, yeah. The scene his dad started. What's so interesting to me is Shooter really started the new scene. You know, I think I think you're right about that. I, I I honestly was just sort of hip to him, and and I and I like took his music like everybody else. Like, oh, that's just his dad's son and whatever. And then um, somebody pointed out the the out, double album he did with Stephen King, and I was like, oh wait a minute, now this is some. Shit, and then I dug a little further into it. And I was like, "Holy fuck, this dude is like the real." Well, no man. one knows. I mean, he he's he veers from country here and there, but yeah. I'll tell you what, nobody knows more about country music than him. Well, I was gonna say that I just saw him here in D.C., and that much was clear. Where did he play? Of, he played at a city winery, and um, which they just opened up one here. I think there's, okay, there's cool. one in Nashville. Definitely. How's this venue I'm playing? I like it. I dig it. I dig okay, it. It's, cool. a, it's it's a nice it's a nice big room. Uh, it's down, uh, it's down sort of a little area off the water. Uh, so yeah, well, I've played, i played this place jam in Java now yep. twice. Yeah. And I think I sold it out both times. So now I get bigger room. I got to sell these tickets, man. Yeah. Same owner, same that, guys. Okay. Well, that, yeah. that's why I'm on the podcast with you to sell some fucking, uh, Fuck yeah. to get some fucking asses in the room. But yeah, but, but that back to shooter. I mean, there's some songs on that new record that just fucking slay you, man. Yeah. Yeah. They, and, and they aren't, um, you know, the content is traditional country but he even works into some of that like 90s rock that he does on his other stuff oh yeah well his his, his favorite artist is by is literally his favorite artist is hank jr yeah there's a lot of hank jr on there yep. i think mm-hmm. and uh you know but people don't know like dave cobb who produces my stuff and produces the first two sturgill records does all yep. the isbel stuff shooter introduced uh dave cobb to sturgill so he kind of started this whole thing out you know yeah yeah and you, he's like, like you i could make an argument just you know that without Shooter, there would be no Stapleton, you know? Yeah. Stapleton worked with Cobb because he loved the Sturgill record. Yeah, because Stapleton was around for a long time, right? Yeah, he loved the Sturgill record, and he said, I want to get the guy who did that. And the reason they did that was because Shooter says, hey, Dave, there's this guy you got to hear. His name's Sturgill Simpson. He's not really popular, but he's got the best. He's the best voice in Nashville. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that he does. So you, so you said you got a new album coming out. So uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, it comes out. I think I just got to check. I, I got to check the date. I'm almost positive November 30th. Sounds right. Um, and uh, you know, it's a Christmas. Record. I'm just gonna. I was gonna <laughs> joke and say it's a Christmas record, but it's called WW3. It's my yep. third record. It's actually named after my son, uh, Wheeler Walker the Third. It's um, it's um, it's my uh, version of. It's a love letter to my wife nice. and my son, which is, you know, people go, uh, you know, Wheeler getting soft, getting sensitive, um, perhaps. But when you see it's my version of that, which is, you know, the the without any censorship. So it's like, you know, I think you heard the first single yeah, yeah, came yeah. out, right? Did. Do I, I was trying to make the to decide, like, are these even are they even just are is what when I put these out, are they even considered singles? Because. They are on the mm-hmm. radio, you know. It's like, I don't even what the fucking yeah, single think, is, think... but we just put a song out called "Save Some yep. Titty Milk for Me," which is kind of shows you where we're coming from. So it's kind of my version, of, you know. It's like the fucked up version of, and I didn't realize how um, fucked up it was to because it felt like a sentimental and honest and love, really pretty mm-hmm. lo- love album to me, a family album. And then Dave had to remind me it's, it's fucking well, disgusting. Here's the but, thing, uh, again with the truth, I worked for a guy. This is back in Richmond, Virginia, probably like 15 years ago. And his wife got pregnant, and he would come in every day and be like, y'all got to get on the titty milk. And we are like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? And, I mean, so it, it, it happens. Well, that's the thing. That's where I got the idea. My buddy um, here, he was talking about, he's like, do you ever try right. your wife's uh, breast milk? I'm like, what the fuck's wrong <laughs> with you? No. He's like, and he's like talking, and, and then I started thinking, you know, you know, I said I don't do metaphors, but thinking about metaphorically, mm-hmm. like, so who, like, how do I get a fucking yeah. tit here? You know, like, where's the focus here? You know, where's I got? I need one of them titties. <laughs> you know, to suck on. I don't need the milk. Yeah. I just need the titty. But you know, it's like, um, so it's just it's just a Wheeler's point of view of a wife and kid. My life has obviously changed yeah. so much that I just don't. I'm just not the kind of person who's going to have a wife and a son between albums and then not sing about. Is, it. is is your wife the uh, the object of affection, perhaps from Summers in Kentucky? Uh, well, I'm trying to figure out if she's listening. Or not. <laughs> no, she's not because Summers in Kentucky is about you know kind of like Absolutely. young lust Absolutely. or young love. So and she's from she's from Alabama, so I didn't Imagine. know her back then. But I'll, I was going to say yes if I, this this was a bigger yeah. show. Um. But she, I try, I try to, I try to make, I try to make sure uh, she doesn't hear too much of the podcast. <laughs> that might, it might be a good idea. Um, so, so you're gonna release the album. You're going out on tour, uh, and then what next? Just keep on, uh, keep on. Well, we're we're kind of, I'm slammed right now because I got mm-hmm. the new album coming out, and we're we're touring with Kid Rock in between these other headline dates. Yeah, we're touring. It's with Kid Rock and Brantley Gilbert, and uh, it's a hell of a, it's a hell of a thing, and I, I you know. I've got obviously I've got eight million people on my social media. Like you're a fucking sellout, and all this shit. But you know, I don't know. I just it's like I just felt like I when I hear these songs, to me they sound like they're, they they need to be in big places. They sound like arena songs to me. And um, I got the offer, and and Kid Rock was so generous with the offer, you know, with with asking me to do it. And he was the only one with the fucking balls to take me yeah. on these big places, you know. That's like, you know, to me, these are big songs deserve to be played in big places that it was just, I just couldn't turn it down. I was like, this might be my own. I mean, it's up to me. Like I said, it's up to me. I'd be headlining what, arenas, but it's, what not, kind it's of not my choice. In, like, but it's like this might, just in case I wanted to make sure that I got a chance. Yeah. To play yeah. I mean, is he, is he playing with like 10, 20,000? Oh yeah. We had probably Jeez. 30 or 40. So for night. you yeah. who, you know, started playing guitar when you were 11 and are just, doing these albums that are, you know, they're independent albums. Like, how's that feel walking out on stage to like 30,000 people? Is that just like a dream come true? Well, I gotta be honest. The problem, the problem for me is that the sound's so much better and and everything's so clear. I'm like, I get nervous about forgetting my vocals, forget my lyrics or like my, my voice being off key or something. Cause the the fucking dumps I play, if I fuck up, no one fucking notices out there. There's people like, I literally can't see they're so far away. They can hear every fucking yeah. move i make you yeah, know man um well you're gonna be here in i'll put the date in the show notes but i think it's like in two weeks in dc uh i am really looking forward to the new album um well thanks man yeah there's a um i've always had we those have been some of our best shows at, at jamie's oh, job i really like that place the, and they're, they're 
the same kind of same kind of vibe. Everyone there was so cool. Good yeah, man. Food. This, this, you're, you're gonna you're gonna dig this. I, I can't wait to uh, get the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, and uh, and he'll see you at the show. For you leave Fuck you, bitch. You broke my heart. Fuck your friends. Tearing us apart. Fuck your dog. Wheeler Walker Jr. for you right there. Uh, big thanks to him uh, and his team for setting that up. Uh, in my mind, one of the biggest country stars in the world. I, I love his work. I can't wait to hear the new album. Um, and uh, like I said, man, if you find yourself offended by some of these lyrics or whatever, like, just check. Check yourself. Just check why you're offended. Why can't you handle honesty? Why can't you handle truth? Um, you know, we talked about it in the interview, so I don't need to really repeat all of all the reasons why, and suffice to say, uh, he is a genuine goddamn country star, and uh, that genuine goddamn country star is coming to Union Stage right here in Washington, D.C. next Thursday. I will be there. I hope you're there, too. It's going to be a fucking, be a fucking throwdown of a show. That is it for this week's edition of Chunky Nuts of the Podcast. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, then um, do, us, do us a solid. Tell your friend about it. If you got a, you're obviously a music lover if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, and... Um, and so that being the case, I bet you have a lot of music lover friends. Tell them and say, hey, I found this groovy little podcast. It seems like just a bunch of dudes who might know some shit about shit, uh, sitting in the basement drinking beers and talking about music. And that is actually exactly what it is. And the reason we do it this way is because, fuck, this is a pretty spacious area. I have my little studio down here. I have a little couch. I have a chair specifically for the cats. Um, but uh, but it's not that big. I can't let you all down here. Uh, that would get crowded. It would get hot. Um, there's no AC down here, which is a problem in Washington, D.C. in the summer. But at any rate, uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, tell them to listen to an episode or two. If you don't like country music, we're not all about country music, man. We actually, if you go back 382 episodes now, I can almost guarantee you you're going to find uh, some music that we talk about, an artist that we talk to, that you're like, that's fucking cool. And if not, then I would argue... Uh, that you maybe don't actually like music, and I'm confused as why you're still listening right now, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so beyond that, you can always subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts. That's in iTunes. Leave us a rating or a message there. Feedback makes the world go around. You can listen to us on Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. So listen to the albums we talk about in Spotify, then just like type in the album and us, and the podcast will pop up if we review the album, which... I'll be honest, dudes, we would do a lot of fucking albums, so high likelihood you're going to find us yapping about this stuff. Uh, also, if, if, you're, if you're wanting to support the arts and put your money where your mouth is, we have a Patreon campaign. The link is always in the show notes. And basically what that is, uh, it's no frills. I'm not, I don't think we're like doing all these crazy incentives. We're just saying, hey, we're out here working. My team is volunteer. I'm volunteer, basically. Um, and, uh, and if you feel like throwing us a few bucks... Uh, we'll mention your name in the in the credits, and uh, maybe you'll interaction, or maybe you even end up down here in the basement talking. Although we could do it through the internet now. It's something I never thought of. So, for example, our old friend Justin Bland is right now our one supporter. Five bucks a month, and uh, and it's great. And because the amount was so small, uh, it went to beer. I, I, so thank you, Justin. You bought beer for about one and a half episodes. Uh, last month and uh, but you know as we get more and more people on board with that we're looking to get new mics we get uh, a little some soundproofing down here and just expand maybe even get some money to our volunteers uh, so uh, you know think about that think about what's the best way to spend your money might not be on us but if you got a few extra to share you know, throw it our way um, we're going to be back next week talking with my good friend PJ Sykes uh, this is an interview we tried to do a couple times uh, technical difficulties. I think we have it fixed now. Uh, he just sort of put on hiatus his band Hoax Hunters, uh, but he is also the uh, proprietor of Cherub Records, wonderful label that puts out uh, a bunch of wonderful uh, esoteric releases that I think you're going to love. So we're going to talk with him all about that. And then uh, and then coming up, beyond that, we got, uh, let's see, we got Huey Lewis in the news. I think, I think we're going to be talking about that. 
think we still need to get an Outcast podcast in here somewhere, and then um, then we're gonna get into Rocktober, which is that's, we got some plans for that. It'll be fun. So uh, we will talk to you in seven exact days. Uh, until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. Talk to you soon. Kenobi! <laughs> 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 <laughs>